This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello guys and welcome to a, another episode of Stacey West Podcast. This week it's episode 81. Um, I'm Ben and Gary is with me as ever. You well? Yeah, that felt a little bit different, that intro. I don't know why. You did something different to what you have done over the last 80 episodes. I think I got hung up on, on something and I sort of paused and I was like, "What? which podcast am I doing? What's happening? What day is it? Where am I? And obviously we're, we're recording by a different method as well, aren't we? So it's um, yes, all change. And if anyone yeah. hears the tapping of keys and the clicking of mice, mice, plural, mouse in the background, <laughs> um, I'm sharing the office today with a hardworking member of NHS staff. There you go. And he's not, not talking about one. me. It's actually, no, it's, it's actually Fee. I haven't been and got my own member of NHS staff. Uh, <laughs> or I have, but obviously I did it about nine years ago rather than today. Just on emergency calls specifically for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've used quite a bit of uh, gaffer tape uh, and now I need to go and panic buy some because I've got NHS staff member tied up in my office. <laughs> that's that's concerning on so many levels. But I don't um, know how we start off like this. Oh. No, it's always a bit weird because, I mean, obviously there's still no football to talk about, but are you, is everyone well are you keeping well are you, are you staying inside and washing your hands and all that stuff well i can't speak for everybody being well um but i can tell you that i'm well good uh, which is good um i have been staying in but then i do anyway so not a lot has changed there i'm afraid um i did go to the shop yesterday and was made to wait outside the co-op until somebody came out and then i could go in two uh, things and, per person as well yeah and do you know what right i feel like turkish delight rancid tastes like potpourri but um <laughs> and I, I she said can you bring me some turkish delight up so i thought you know it's an essential shop i mean don't get me wrong i got a bottle of um, pepsi and some gourmet biscuits um but they didn't have any of the big bars of turkish delight. they just had you know those piddly little things that's like three inch by two inch for a pound so mm. without thinking i just scoop up three go to the counter and she's running them through she goes i can't sell you three of these i'm afraid i can only sell you two and I didn't kick off because, you know, them's the rules. And I'd be one of the I'd be one of the knobheads that people have a go at on social media if I kicked off. But I just thought, one, that bar of Turkish delight will probably be sat there in the co-op until next time Fee needs some because nobody else <laughs> eats it. And secondly, if you're going to stockpile, stockpile more than one three inch by two inch bit of Turkish delight, because genuinely that's not going to last you very long. You can't wipe your ass on it. You can't eat it. I'd probably rather buy it now, something, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, there you oh, go. Amazing. First amazing. world coronavirus problems. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, it's it just feels so weird at the minute. And I think, you know, I made the, the slightly poor joke last week that the past week felt like six months. It It's, again, it just doesn't feel like it's a week, does it, since we last yeah, sat and, sat yeah, and spoke. Terrible. Uh, I'm just putting the blind up, just so you know what that noise was. Okay. 
So yeah, yeah, I missed your bad jokes over the course of the week. I don't mind you. Fee's been home, so I've had my quota of bad jokes. Luckily, just follow me on Twitter, mate. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I must take that mute off. <laughs> Actually, no, I've been busy on the mute button. I'm not going to say who, but it's a a, a pop, a Lincoln City fan that most people will know from. You know, he's been a Lincoln City fan for a long, long while. Um, from from the the coastal region, and I, I just got fed up with him this week. Just constant negging. Do you know what I mean? Like. Some people can't comment on social media unless it's negative. Now, I know we poke fun of the likes of Andy Person, and I love Andy to pieces, you know that. Um, but, you know, at least he is positive sometimes, you know what I mean? It's, he's not negative for negative sake. It's the same with Martin and, Green. Andy's Twitter feed this week has been a, a hive of positivity, and I'm a bit scared, if I'm honest. No, Andy, yeah, do you know what? Face to face, Andy is nearly always positive, isn't he? He, yeah. he nearly always is. I think that it's just his fingers and hands that are negative. <laughs> oh dear um so i mean look we, we had a load of questions last week we didn't get through all of them um we put another call out for questions today because um you know we said well we're, we're recording so um and we just want to get something out because it's um easy <laughs> you know we just wanted to get a podcast out because it's better. it's important you know we we want to try and keep it going as much as we can and if we're trying to you know not have face-to-face interaction with people and all that it's it's nice to have some normality so um you've got the questions this week haven't you well we've got a lot a lot of questions and very few of them are to do really with football so um i figure that we i've got some questions here i think you've got some spill questions as well so we'll we'll just work through the ones that we've got Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them uh, I, I has come in in the last five minutes from, uh, okay. from Nate Wilson. So it's one that you won't have had time to think about. So I'll read it out and then I'll do my answer first. Okay. Uh, so we're going backwards here. So the, if, if yours has come in on Twitter after Nate Wilson, uh, it ain't going to get answered until next week, I'm afraid. So Nate has asked, uh, we've had many away kit styles over the years, grey, yellow, green and white hoops, etc. Which is your favourite and which do you think is the iconic style? Now, now kits are obviously a, a big thing at the moment the club are doing the designer kit competition which i think is superb i did mm-hmm. think it might be aimed at, at children um but i've seen many adults having a go and uh i think steve and danny nez uh steve and danny nez would love to have uh to design the kit that got picked um i think they did once before actually i might be wrong um they certainly entered it as, as children back in 94 95 because uh, back then the club actually did the competition, designed the kit, and the kit that won was the one that we wore uh, okay. for the season that we played Crystal Palace a couple of times, I think, in the uh, FA Cup and the League Cup. Um, quite a nice shirt, red with just two white stripes down, kind of either not quite the shoulder, but coming down the breast either side. Um, some nice detail at the imps around the, co- uh, around the uh, cuffs, but... The away kit was purple and green, which uh, basically just induced induces vomiting, um, in my <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, so I think it's hard to pick an iconic away kit. Uh, my favourite was I'm going to go back some now. I think it's the 92-93 season uh, where we had the same kit two years in a row, home and away, but we changed sponsor. So in 91-92, it was Flindles, I believe, and it was a match winner made shirt. And then in 92-93, we went over to the Echo um, and we had like a deep royal blue shirt. I I go on about it every time we talk about kits. Um, First shirt I ever saw Lincoln City wear away uh, on my first away trip to York City. Just absolutely beautiful kit. We tried to replicate it. Uh, a couple of years later, probably five, six years later, um, possibly the year that we were promoted. Uh, but it just the echo didn't feel right and the, the detailing of the shirt wasn't quite right. So for me, that blue is is the best. If, if you're asking for an iconic away, do you know what? I think blue, I think the one I've picked, I think you go back to 96, 97 with the blue and yellow that um, Ainsworth, uh, et cetera, wore when we were all away at Southampton was was relatively iconic. Mm. Uh, and I really like the pale blue from a couple of years ago where we beat Grimsby 3-1. And I think when you talk about iconic away shirts, you've got to think about uh, iconic games and, and kind of develop on that from there. 
and you know, for all of the wonderful stuff that Danny and Nicky did um, in, in that green shirt away, it is going to be really hard to top that 3-1 hammering of, of Grimsby uh, in, in that pale blue shirt. So um, blue for me. OK, I mean, I was going to say, um, I, I think the obvious one is that the, the blue kit with the, you know, the yellow collar that you mentioned, I think it was oh beautiful and i know mandy's uh mandy's probably listening saying yes that's the one that's the one there because uh she loves that one um but definitely that one i think the the one that i see quite a lot that um i always think yeah that should get more love is the the purple one uh from the sort of siemens alstom sponsored days oh no, they were that, that was deep blue no i won't call that purple they were beautiful shirts no no, no there was there was a purple away shirt purple yeah purple there was, there was a purple away shirt how I'm purple f- it was very purple gary um where's that where's the? oh you're getting serious because you've called me by my name <laughs> hang on city away I, I am a fanatic of lincoln city shirts and i cannot picture a very purple away shirt oh i know oh, wait a minute wait a minute i know the one you mean it was the pale purple, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, that I'm pale purple one. I'm thinking of Keith era, but we're going back, aren't we? Before that, it wasn't Siemens; it was Alstom, wasn't it? Yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, it was that that sort of that era, Alstom and, and yes, Siemens. Yes, I, I know the was one it you the, mean now. Was it the season where we had the quartered home shirt? Oh, 2000, Possibly, 2001. Yeah. yeah, you threw me with Siemens because I was thinking about the deep blue from the from the Keith era. Oh no, but, that's very nice. That is very nice as well. Yeah, that was beautiful. We've had some. Do you know what? We've had some brilliant away kits. Mm. we really have yeah, um, yeah i mean I, I think in in terms of uh like you say i think in terms of when you say iconic I, I think it's hard not to it's hard not to think about the ones from from you know the the, the national league era and the, the fa cup it's it, yeah, you think but, of yeah. you think of the time that we've had and you think of you know ragged jumping high up uh, in that green shirt you know it's i think yeah. also what about awful ones because there's one that sticks in my mind i called it the australia shirt because it was like a green and and gold yellowy oh it was awful but that was a similar sort of time to that alston purple one as well and i think for a long while away kits didn't really get a lot of focus i'll tell you one that was really nice um it was a it was a mixture of blues 1991 i think it was it might no it might have been 89 90 both the home and the away kit it was red and white stripes but each of the color so the red stripes had like five or uh, four different reds it's quite hard to describe but again i mean it was on ebay not long back for about 100 quid that was a really nice shirt and fee sat yeah. here looking at me now because um she often picks up on the fact that i've got quite a lot of shirts in a duffel bag <laughs> upstairs and i say a duffel bag it's not it's a kit bag and I'm, i bet i've got probably 40 40 or 50 shirts in there and, and every time I bring a new one home, she just looks at it and goes, it's red and white, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I'd completely forgotten about that, um, uh, that that Australia one, the green and yellow one. That had completely escaped my mind. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's not nice. Um, there was that, that was the year that we had the quarters, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So it was the year the- before was the purple shirt. So the purple show was the yeah yeah I know yeah that would be like a Richard Peacock and um, his first season. So, yes. What do you think of the uh, the club's retro kit releases this week? Love them. I love them. I, like I've it was my birthday a couple of days before they they got announced or about a week before it got announced and I just said as soon as they came out I sent one text to my mum and one text to to Rach. I just went yeah that'll do. Have you got Can them? I- um, I have got one, I believe, is on the way from Rach, and I believe my mum is placing an order for the second one. So you haven't not seen the quality, etc. as yet? Not yet, no, but I've heard they're very good. Well, I know the club are quite pleased with them. I, I can confess now, um, I've known that they were coming for about six months. Um, <laughs> because I got, I got a message uh, from the club not long after I did the shirt off uh, with Danny Nez at the Wolf, Wolves game basically saying if we were to do uh, a retro kit run which ones would you suggest mm. uh, and they were two that i picked obviously we would have picked the early 80s uh, one if it hadn't already been done by the company in uh, in thailand uh, who did a really good job but obviously with the with the adidas logo um, but i think these are you know 
the logos, the Spall logo, and I can't think off the top of my head of the 83 to 85 shirt, but those logos weren't the iconic thing on the shirts. I think the shirts, the shirt designs stood out for themselves. Yeah. But I think if they do any more, and like, let's just say I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't more in the future if these sell well. Mm. It's going to be very hard to do a shirt without a sponsor. And I think it would be a matter of having, you would have to get certain sponsors on board. Yeah, I mean, you, you say a Lincoln City shirt to me, and I think of the the first one that comes to mind is the 95, 90, or, uh, 96, 97, yeah. um, the home shirt with, you know, the Echo badge on the front of it, because that's the first that's the first football shirt I owned. The huge, um, it was a, it was big, wasn't it? And the, yeah, uh, it was the sponsor, and that was like a rubbery type thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's, um, I've got you know, home the way that season. Yeah, that that's the one that you know that that's the one that really does stick in my mind. Um, and again, you know, you think of the playoff years, and you, you think of the. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I don't really like the old uh, the old you know faded paint shirt, but you know, you think of that. You've got Alstom in the middle, and then you've got Siemens in the middle of the one from the second playoff final. And it's just you you, you can't. I don't think you, you say. I, I don't think you get away with it without those sponsors on. To be honest, that faded paint shirt is that the one that started red and then faded down and splattered. Yes, um, that was the season. I think we went into administration. That genuinely, but I, I own it because it's a Lincoln City shirt. But it is it rancid. Whoever <laughs> passed that off. I genuinely must have gone to um i can't even think of a joke around it do you know what i can't even stevie think stevie wonder's art school i wasn't going to use stevie wonder because <laughs> he's, he's a stereotypical blind man and i don't think it's fair to always use him but i couldn't think of another relatively <laughs> famous um partially sighted person uh, but i genuinely oh what an awful shirt that is i actually never bought it at the time i got it on ebay for 99p about 10 years ago just because <laughs> i hadn't got the shirt and I wouldn't wear it now. If we had a retro shirt day and it was either that or putting suntan lotion on me in certain stripes, but not in others. And then laying in the sun for eight hours so that I got so badly sunburned that the stripes were actually on my skin. I would choose the skin option because I would feel <laughs> it would feel less painful that way than wearing that shirt. That's how bad it is. That's amazing. Um, I'd probably still think... wear that than the Australia one. <laughs> I think the other one, um, uh, the other thing about that shirt is if you go to uh, if you go to the website at the moment, there is a piece about 2002. And if you squint really hard, you can see me and my dad at the top of the stand with our trumpets. Which website is that? Is that my website? It's in, it is indeed your website. Yeah, I, I wrote that this afternoon because yeah. I was meant to be writing about foreign exchange currency, but um, I found it incredibly tedious. So uh, I bend it off for an hour and wrote about something that I enjoyed instead. And I name dropped you in it, didn't I? I think you did, or, yeah. Or, yeah, I was going to say, you haven't just read it and uh, you haven't just looked at the pictures of you. You have read it as well. I, I opened it up and then I realised uh, that I was actually working from home, so I should uh, probably close it. Okay. So do you think we've <laughs> covered kits? I don't really know what sort of... You're going to have to keep an eye on running time today because I really don't know. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're about 15 minutes in now. So. Okay, good, good. Uh, so second question, are we ready? Yep. What's the weirdest bit of Imp's memorabilia that you own? <sighs> um i think somewhere i think somewhere i've got some blades of grass from when we uh when we got into the playoffs i'm pretty uh, sure they will have taken away by now won't they yeah possibly um i don't know i've not really got that much weird stuff apart from like christmas tree baubles which i bought last year mm. i've not i don't really have much weird imps memorabilia it's um i mean i'm sure you're going to blow me out the water with whatever you've got i don't know because i've been trying to think about weird bits of imps memorabilia that i own um and i'll be honest i have got quite a lot and and that's an understatement um but in terms of weirdness i did have uh jeff hughes's northern ireland under 21 call up letter um, which had been thrown away in a in a bin one day while I was poacher, uh, which I ended up with. Um, that is quite a weird one. Yeah, I also had, uh, and again, I, I, seeing as I took it probably two decades ago, I'm hoping I won't get into trouble now. Um, but I had a book which also came out of the same bin that was used uh, to record reserve team lineups and results, but had only been used twice and then thrown away. 
so I did have that as well. I'm sure if I went through my drawers, uh, people would I would pull something out and people would go, "What the hell is that?" And it'd be like, "Oh yeah, that is weird." Um, <laughs> I know I've got like Panini stickers that have been cut out of an album that have got Lincoln on them. Uh, I've got you know and stuff like people buy you from novelty shops like little ornaments like Lincoln City Knot and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I'm sure there would be some really weird stuff. I know I've got a pair of Tony Battersby socks um, <laughs> because Mo, the tea lady uh, at the time, I turned up as poacher and I'd forgotten my socks as poacher and uh, and she gave me a pair of Tony Battersby's and I kept them. Uh, that's so amazing is that is that the same point that um you got called offside uh yeah around the same time i think it was probably a year later than that but yeah it was around the same time as that so um i'm sure that if i i had a dig around i would put some stuff out i might uh get all of my memorabilia out one of these days on oh no i won't apparently uh looking across <laughs> the other side of the office um, i won't get all of my memorabilia out and have a route through it at all um so I, i'll be honest i even keep things like if i find a program that has got an insert in it that was advertising something i'll keep the advert as well so i've got things like uh club shop catalogs from 1995 and stuff like that bloody hell yeah i, I, I don't think i can uh, i don't think i can quite scratch that uh, ocd itch for you on that one um right next question let's have a look uh, well this is it's one i can't really answer but it's been asked um if the season gets up and running again have you heard if tyrese john jules will be available if he recovers in time no um it's an interesting question though isn't it and i think it kind of it strays into that uh the whole question of contracts and loans and it's going to segue quite nicely into the next question um which is is kind of I'll move on to it because it opens up a wider topic. But Paul Stalabras has asked too, uh, with loan deals due to end and contracts up, what can be done to protect smaller squads? If lower leagues decide to end the season as is, will our loan players at other clubs be able to play for us this season? And would you rather the season be brought to a natural conclusion by playing games behind closed doors, finishes, is, wake everything back to normal? So I think there's, there's quite a big topic here, isn't there? Um, mm. I don't know what your thoughts generally on on, on the situation are. I mean, we we touched on it last week. I think we said um, I'm I'm sort of in the boat of I I think I said I agree with um, with some stuff that uh, has been said in the press by Wayne Rooney that you know I think the 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 feeling was that the players were sort of almost used as guinea pigs until um, uh, Mikel Arteta caught the you know caught the uh, the virus um, and it seems a little bit like they've it was only when that happened that that certain people in the game seemed to start taking it seriously because it's not just about the the fans that are in the stand catching the virus of course you know it, people the, the footballers they are people you know that they they are susceptible to it so um i mean we've seen this week you know um uh, sean raggett's been confirmed to, to be one of the ones that's um tested positive for the virus at, at, uh, at coventry so I I think playing Portsmouth. it behind, sorry, sorry, yeah, Portsmouth. Why did I say that? I don't know. Yes, um, yeah, I I don't know. Like it's it's a hard one. Like I I want to see the season played out. I really do because it's well, it's natural. You know, you you want to see you want to see the conclusion to the league in the in the way that it's intended. But I wouldn't want to be the ones making the decisions. I mean, today it's been confirmed that all of non-league football below um the national leagues so national league north national league south and the national league they will conclude as normal um but anything below that there's going to be no promotions no relegations and all of the results are going to be marked as void the top two won't necessarily top three divisions won't necessarily conclude as normal they've just not been dealt with as yet yeah oh is that in in the national uh, league national league north and south there's no decision made as yet those seasons have finished mm. But they don't. Uh, or sorry, they've, they've finished. They've voided all the other seasons. But I think that the national league, from what I can read, is that they voted to finish. But they don't yeah, that's, know that's how what they're I mean, going like, to deal with everything. Yeah, it's it's the the ones below. Yeah. National uh, when league, I, North and South, yeah. when I say the national league have voted to finish, I don't mean to finish playing the current league, as I understand it. The national league and North and South will not see any more games. Oh right, okay. But they haven't decided whether that is 
null and void, whether that's promotion, whether that's quite what that looks like. Um, they haven't decided, but it's my own. I, I might be wrong, and I, I, please feel free to, to kind of Google it. But my understanding is that there won't be any more football played in the National League. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've not, I, I didn't realise that that was the case, but that's um, certainly interesting on that one. It is for Notts County because they're third, aren't they? Yeah. So. Um, but as, as things stand, it would look like if there's promotion, Barrow and Harrogate uh, would come up. But there's even talk of uh, they don't know quite. Uh, just a minute. So I'm just actually Googling it. So they're actually saying now season is over for non-league clubs below the National League. But yesterday there was talk about um, no more football actually in the National League either. Okay. But I know everything below that is now expunged as well. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there'll be, you know, I'm sure there'll be confirmation and clarification that, that we can put out there and, and discuss. But it's, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see the season conclude in a, a way that makes sense. Um, whether that's finish out all the games, I mean, I'm sure everybody would love that. I Personally, I'd quite like the, the ability to go down to the ground on, you know, a, a warm Saturday afternoon, have a wander down have a few beers and, and have a wander back and it'll be you know a nice it, it'll be like towards the end of the season but carried on you know when you get into sort of late april early may when you've got that uh you've just got that time to to go down and have a have a nice you know beer in the nice weather it's uh hmm it's a difficult not, one what, what do you think not not for me be, um my worries and the impact on the next season as well. So yeah, at the minute, football's off until April the 30th. Realistically, it's going to be, an I think it's going to be another month on that, mm. depending on how, you know, unless the virus figures suddenly tail off massively, I can't see as resuming football in, in uh, as a spectator sport by the end of May. Then if you're into June and we've got, what, six, eight weeks of football to play, that's June to July, even if you start the next season in October, you know, the, you've got the problem with players' contracts, as we're talking here. You know, Tyrese, we signed him on loan until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But if the season goes beyond the end of the season, do we lose all our loan players? If we do, how is that fair on players who on on teams like us who would lose Liam Bridcut, Joe Morrell? Okay, we, we think we've already lost Tyrese, um, Connor Coventry. You know, all those players would go back to their parent clubs. Uh, so I think you've got that to consider. And okay, footballers might, we might extend contracts under certain circumstances. But, you know, this isn't then just about us because everything has a knock on effect further up as well. So, you know, the FA Cup was at quarter final stage. Do you have to play those games? Where do the Champions League games fit in? Mm. And all of these clubs that are involved in those competitions have players out on loan in the lower divisions as well. For instance, Tyrese from Arsenal with us. I think when, when the National League, and null and voiding everything up to the north and south. And from what I'm reading, what I've just read, it looks like the recommendation is that there's no more football in north and south or in the National League itself. So if there's no more football there, the teams like Barrow and Harrogate that would come up would have a long pre-season and that would give them a huge advantage potentially over teams that had played on into the summer. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see the uh, Paul's point, Paul Stalabras's point about playing games behind closed doors. Um, but again, you've then got how is that fair for teams that have already been to somewhere like uh, Sunderland, where 32,000 can swing a, a performance, but then they have the other teams go and play behind the closed doors, and then you don't have that added pressure. And I think, yeah, I, I think this division, I think this season has already been farcical because of mm-hmm. Barry's withdrawal, because of Bolton playing their youth team early doors and postponing games. You know, the whole division has has, has has been a bit of a, a joke at certain mm. points to fixture congestion for us at the beginning of the season and then having two weeks off in November. And I just worry that um, that the resumption of football of any type uh, is basically, it's just like dragging on a bad film, isn't it? <laughs> and yeah. I know that, I know that's league one, but you look at league two and if you were to end the season now, and award positions on points per game, um, the same teams would be relegated that are currently in the relegation spots, and the same teams that are in uh, the top 
in the playoff positions in League Two and League One would all remain so, except Wickham would climb above Peterborough. And that would be the only impact of a points per game. But then you would get Tranmere arguing, well, hang on, we've been in great form since the transfer window. Uh, mm. And you know our football fortune saw us play Manchester United and we were then able to add good players to our squad like Alex Woodyard. And over the last eight games, we've been in good form. So you could then do points per game over the last eight, ten games, for instance, which would see Tranmere survive. But then Wimbledon might, you know, would then say, well, it's not fair that we're being relegated because we might have t- turned our form around. So yeah. sadly, the sensible thing would actually be to null and void the season. Mm-hmm. It will, if we're not going to be able to get the football in and you know this the the virus the pandemic situation is ever evolving we don't quite know at, at what stage um we, we're going to get it all clear but you know if we can't resume football you can't I, I don't think we can have the knock-on effect going through too far into next year so let's say this season couldn't end until august and then you have a pre-season of September on October, and then you start again in November. Then you've still got that whole fixture thing again, the fixture um, problems. So for me, the mo- at this moment in time, and I know that a lot of people will say it's utterly ridiculous, but for me, a null and void season mm. to start again. Yeah. With, with, sorry, with all the points deductions still in place. Yeah, and I think that's the that's where it starts to possibly get a bit you know concerning or confusing because you're gonna have, you're gonna have bolt and say well we've you know we've paid our penalty and we've you know we've we've had financial issues all the rest of it it's an absolute minefield it they really is paid, they, they wouldn't have paid the 12 point penalty though because the season would have been null and void the mm. problem would be macclesfield town they would receive the points deduction this season for misdemeanors mm. committed this season um, yeah. where would that leave them but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Stevenage have been so bad, and Bolton and Southend have been so bad that you know those teams swapping divisions wouldn't be a major issue. And mm-hmm. if the the thing is, the National League are obviously different to um, to the Football League as well. So what if the National League want to promote Barrow and Harrogate, but the Football League don't want to relegate anybody? Realistically, yeah. you could end up with a League Two of twenty six teams. Yeah. But the thing is, all of this is unimportant because at the moment. Yeah, you know, the, the only important thing is people's health, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 just a, a, an absolute minefield for whoever's got to sort it out. And I, I just think it's um, what I'd like to see happening. Like I said, it would be to to see the rest of the football play out, but it, the chances of that are decreasing each day, aren't they? So. We could have all of the managers get together um, and have a fight. Somebody did suggest a royal rumble me i think on twitter i said yeah i'd, I'd, I'd be up for that because let's be well honest. you wouldn't be you're not the manager well i'd be up for watching you, you, it, you let's, couldn't compete let's be fair michael appleton <laughs> would win it wouldn't he you'd think so yeah everyone would have to gang up on steve evans like people used to gang up on earthquake and yokozuna wouldn't they <laughs> he would be like the yokozuna of the uh of the wrestling world and i'm showing my age now in terms of um wrestlers i think no, michael no. appleton would be brock lesnar probably i yeah. don't know except i think brock lesnar's a, an idiot i'm not sure but michael isn't um brock lesnar's a thoroughly unlikable person is he yeah i don't know I, my wrestling knowledge kind of ends around the early 90s before the british bulldog became a crackhead i'm not i'm not just talking about wrestling i just mean in general as well he is he is like legitimately a horrible man yeah okay but cool. yeah there's plenty of them about yeah absolutely so right let's uh, let's have a look at another question because we said we were going to go for half an hour and we've already gone over that oh, wait okay uh so i've got some more questions um let me keep going up do the supporters board have an influential role within the club from martin green um there's a lot of sayings in football that i passionately dislike and one of them is living in your head rent free but nothing could be more um accurate to describe martin green and the supporters board we could hold our meetings in martin green's head rent free um (laughs) such as his disdain for the supporters board um we could honestly we should we should actually do that our next meeting and i know you're not on the sports board but you should be in martin green's head um because there's i think there's some space in there as well judging from some of his tweets um (laughs) no martin i'm joking on it i i i I, I jest um i feel that the supporters board have 
our role within the club. I don't think that we have influence. We offer a steer. We're asked for our opinions uh, as a group of different people, uh, and we all offer our individual opinions. We don't represent anybody other than you know ourselves. We're not there uh, as a fundraising body. We're not there as um, to make decisions. We're asked our opinion and that opinion goes forward to the board and I can't talk about specifics but there was something that the supporters board were asked was asked an opinion on um, at a recent meeting we gave our steer uh, and the, the decision that has been made uh, is, is is not in line with our steer for perfectly good reasons um, so you know we have a role within the club we're, we're ever changing recently um, a couple of members uh, stepped down, stood aside. And obviously, we did a recruitment drive, um, and, and and new people came on the board. So we're ever evolving. We're not becoming stagnant. Uh, I would like to think that uh, we have a role. I don't think the supporters board is just you know we don't put posters out there telling people what we're going to do. We're not out there canvassing opinion because you know we're not there to represent the supporters to the club board. That's the job of the trust. Um, we're there to just be a, a kind of a representation of, of a cross-section of supporters cool um right next question then uh I, do you know what? i'm going to touch on it very briefly because andy pearson has asked is the trust fit for purpose uh i've asked this question when tilson had a fans forum post relegation nothing's changed for me um i think that the trust is something it, it, it could be a very important tool for the club uh, I think support representation on the board is very important uh, and I think there's some good people uh, involved in the trust uh, but I do think that it needs to continue to evolve um, to be effective yeah yeah I'd, I'd agree with that one um, but it has it has improved since the dark days of post relegation almost certainly um, but you know it's like everything times change and mm. One thing that doesn't change is the level of shares that the trust has in the club. And that was a gift from John Reams to the fans of Lincoln. And, you know, John took a lot of stick as chairman and as manager um, over mm. his period. But, you know, he gave the support. Uh, he gave the support as a huge gift, uh, which I think at the moment probably doesn't get used to its full potential. But in the past has been... Uh, used even less so mm -hmm. uh it's got some more questions you you loved this one uh, uh before we recorded so i'm really interested to know what your answer is which conspiracy theory is your favorite so it, it's i, I love I, I just love it going down the route of like finding a conspiracy theory and just like going down a massive rabbit hole um but there's um Oh, what is it? The, the, the most mental ones are the ones that are like this celebrity's been replaced, or this this celebrity actually died, and there's a you know there's a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a doppelganger in place. Doppelganger. Yeah, it, the most mad one is the one about Avril Lavigne. Apparently, they said oh she died, um, but uh, yeah, they um, they replaced her, um, and then it's just it, how do people come up with it? Um, and there's obviously the, the famous one about uh, Paul McCartney and the Beatles, um, Elvis is alive, you know, um, what's it, uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain. I mean, you know, there's so many random ones just in the world of music, and I think that's where a lot of them come from. But in terms of ones that I'm actually kind of interested in, um, I think the biggest one for me is JFK, uh, the JFK assassination. I think there's there's a lot to to read into that and a lot to to look at um but yeah for me that's that one or if you want to be completely ridiculous um that mental case alex jones in america who used to run a site called info wars that got taken down because it's full of bullshit um he once said that chemicals in the water are turning frogs gay i think kev barwise told me that one month <laughs> No, Kev, obviously Kev likes a conspiracy theory as well. I'm sure he didn't tell me that one. He's a big one for vapor trails. Uh, I know that absolutely. Chemtrails. Chemtrails and all of that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. um, I think, I don't know what my favourite is. I do like reading a good conspiracy theory. There's a book on my bedside table about them at the moment. I like um, some of the terrorist 
and when I say favorite, you know, people died, so that you know, yeah, just, yeah, I don't want to be disrespectful. Um, but you know, sometimes the official story that you told doesn't quite match up. And there's there's one that always concerned me was the uh, Aurora Theater. Yeah, uh, the Batman things, and you know, when you read into it, some things just just don't quite sit true. Like, how does a medical student afford um, a, a small arsenal? like that and mm. you know the expert training he needed to booby trap his uh his um flat and you know why did um why was the reports of people holding the door open to let him in letting him in an exit and two shooters and stuff like that so uh, i I, th- I find a lot of those fascinating the one that i really got into and i watched dvds on it at the time and all sorts was obviously 911 mm. um do I think Bush did it? No, because I don't think he's that bright. Um, <laughs> I don't genuinely. I don't think George Bush could come up with it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a bit like Donald Trump, isn't it? I mean that that man is just a moron, um, and they couldn't come up with these sorts of things. But do I think that um, so many devout Muslims uh, took over a plane and and with little training flew it into a building? Probably not. Probably you know the official line. I don't believe. Um, so, but I love a good conspiracy theory. I'll tell you a good story that I love, and it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's a good story. Have you seen the one about the Unabomber? Um, I keep looking at um, documentaries on Netflix about it, and I'm just like, I should watch some of these. Watch, is it Mind Feel? Tell me, Mind Hunter or Manhunt? Mind, Man, uh, I think it's probably both. It's Manhunt. Mind is brilliant. That's kind of um, that's more of a dramatization of the FBI's profiling techniques through the right, 70s okay. that's really good but manhunt is the unabomber uh, right really really good with paul bettany in it paul bettany is superb in that so if you're stuck at home at the moment on lockdown like everybody is um and you want something new to watch yeah manhunt is i think it's only four episodes possibly five okay. i'll really give that a watch good. uh right what else have we got now, these are a couple of good ones. So this one's football orientated. Uh, what will you be more happy to see when football returns? People standing in the gangways or ply- or people uh, moaning about playing out from the back again? Um, people in the gangways, as much as it pisses me off and it is my pet hate, um, I think it will mean that people are stood there celebrating. So it will mean that we've won. Oh, good answer. I can't better that. <laughs> I'm going to try and better that. Now, this is a little bit of an argument that's come up. So Danny Nez asked, what's our favourite jacket potato topping? And Colin Green has shared, said, shouldn't that be filling rather than topping? So we've got yeah. two issues here. Is it a jacket potato topping or filling? And if so, what's your favourite? See, I'd, I'd say it's a filling. Because you, you cut it in half, don't you? And you fill the middle with well with it. you say that but danny nez said i pinch my jacket so the tape fluffs out so it's a topping for me oh yeah i suppose it i, I did yeah, suppose it I, I, depends I, i'm on, with you it's a filling yeah i suppose it depends on how you have your how you have your tape but no I'd, I'd say it's a filling That's and my favorite sorry go on did you my, say your yeah go on. my favorite it's got to be chili and cheese chili and cheese that's two so that's quite interesting so that's greedy <laughs> are you are you stockpiling jacket potato fillings at this time I mean, of national crisis? I mean, I am a fat bastard, so oh, you know. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Don't be harsh on yourself. I'm a, um, I'm a chunky little fucker, mate. It's fine. I'm, I'm all right. I am as well. I I have got uh, and uh, pardon my language. I noticed in the mirror last night. I've actually got tits, <laughs> hairy ones. Which makes me like one of my ex-girlfriends. But um, so uh, Fee sat at the side of me, <laughs> which I sometimes forget while I'm recording tonight. Um, uh, Miss Bottrell, could you just give us an indication as to whether a jacket potato has a topping or a filling, please? I think it's a filling. A filling. There we go. So we go. Um, Colin Green, you are correct. My favourite filling on a jacket potato uh, is cheese, without a doubt. Just a normal, just a nice melted mozzarella or cheddar. Uh, but as Fee will attest to, I actually do like it when you also chop up a bit of bacon in there and make them into like a, you know, like a potato cheese like and bacon. Oh, yeah, man. I could murder one of those. What have we got for dinner? No, I'm getting looked at. That means fucking broccoli. Um, right. Uh, and Danny Nez also said, what would you rather be seen doing after all this blows over? And he's talking about the pandemic, not this 
awful podcast um would you be seen buying a crap breakfast in weatherspoons or walking out of sports at direct wearing white donny socks holding a giant tennis ball i mean i think it might be the breakfast but only only because i don't think i would be able to pull off the look of white donny socks and a massive tennis ball that's my exact answer more or less down to a t but <laughs> well actually do you know what genuinely i won't do either and yeah. i I'm a big fan of, you know, me and my old man often go to Weatherspoons for a breakfast. Won't be doing it anymore. And mm. I think that's one thing that's going to come in all seriousness from this is, you know, we're seeing two sides of um, human behaviour, the very best and the very worst. Yeah. All rolled into one. And I'll give, I'll give you an example. And I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, but I went and ordered some building materials with Bill Base Jackson's on Monday. Um Obviously, the lockdown came on Monday night and on Tuesday they rang me and said, we're not sure whether we're in a central service yet or not. Uh, so we'll let you know Wednesday whether we can deliver your product. Now, I know that some builders merchants have remained open claiming to be essential um, services. And I know that I could ring one of those builders merchants and get these products delivered. But mm. BuildBase have taken the decision to close for three weeks to protect customers and staff and when they rang me up on wednesday and said we're offering you a refund if you would like one to get your stuff elsewhere i won't i wouldn't take it it'll put my log cabin back three weeks mm. but they've done the right thing and for me mm. they shouldn't lose business to some money grabbing arsehole that's decided that they don't want to do the right thing mm. so yeah i mean you know there's there's a lot of stuff that i could say but i'm not gonna um, yeah but, best. <laughs> um you know the 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 one thing that I would say is that if there is a local business that you you tend to frequent or, you know, if you um, if, if there's a like, for example, a kinema in the woods, you know, I, I, I like going to the kinema. I think it's great. And I much prefer taking the drive out to Woodall Spa to go there rather than pay 15 quid for a seat at the Odeon. But at the minute they're closed, they were closed before the lockdown came into effect. And they said, you know, we're going to shut up shop for a few weeks until we can figure out what's going on. And obviously, you know, that they, they will still need to make money because they're a business. You know, they're not going to rely solely on the government's 80 percent pay or whatever it's going to be. So what I'm going to do is obviously we're not going to be going out. We're not going to be going to the cinema. We're not going to be going to restaurants. So we're saving that money and I'm going to buy some gift certificates, you know, buy gift certificates for the, the kinema or whichever business you'd normally go to that's currently closed or struggling at the minute and it gives them that cash flow at the moment you know it gives them that that income that they wouldn't have normally and it will help them no end so if, if there's anything you can do like that to help people out just go and do it it's it's a sensible thing to do um yeah that's very noble of you i'm not going to do that are you? <laughs> um yeah no it is you know what i'd like to be in a position but i think with the uncertainty at the moment it's yeah. not every man for itself for himself absolutely not yeah i'm not that selfish um mm. and i think anybody in a position to buy um, yeah. support the businesses that are closed what i will be doing um as i attested to in the uh i've twice used the word attested to on this podcast <laughs> and i've never used it in any other podcast i don't know why i've done that um but just to recap as i've attested to uh previously um you know my buying habits and my uh leisure time possibly um will certainly be reflected in uh in well, let me completely reword that because I've lost where I'm going. Um, I'll be influenced by the businesses that have behaved in the correct manner. For instance, you won't see me as much at McDonald's. And Fee said it with me on the walk yesterday that you begin to realise how actually you don't need these things. You know, McDonald's has closed. My life hasn't changed one bit. But mm. I believe that the manner in which they did it was mercenary. We're closing tomorrow. Not just closing. We're closing tomorrow. Q queues all the way around every mcdonald's for people mm. going in and but do you know what i mean for me there's a degree of profiteering from that whereas mm. you know your little neighborhood cafe can't do the same thing they get lumbered with all their stock so like the corn dolly at rugby that i go to they couldn't announce they were closing they just closed and they're the businesses that i'll make damn sure that once this is all over i'm supporting and you will you will be hard pushed to find me and weatherspoons because is it tim martin is that the weatherspoons owner uh yeah I'm, yeah again I'll try and forget <laughs> what a prick do you know what i mean oh to all of our staff if you want to go and get jobs elsewhere while we're closed so we don't have to pay you you crack on what an arsehole in his posh farmhouse with his mad doc uh, doc brown hair on and uh, do you know what people like that annoys me 
It does. Yeah. It just annoys me. And then so. he claims to represent the working class. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right wing prick. Um, have you got? Uh, you had a couple of questions, didn't you, as well? Yes, I did. So this is from Keith. Uh, Keith says, "What is your favourite dance song?" Uh, his is uh, "Set You Free" by Entrance. Ooh, good call. My favourite dance song. Oh, I I'm not a dance head. Uh, I've got Fee making a face in the background. I'll, I'll get her to give us her favourite dance song in a minute, which is probably going to be something by Rudimental. Um, I quite like. I don't know. You answer first. I'll have a think. No, I'm, I'm looking through my music library. I'm trying to think of one because I'm just like, I know I've had a while to look at it, but I, I just genuinely, there are a few that will get me up and, and you know, if I'm uh, if I'm out on the piss, there'll be, there'll be a few that will get me up. But... Nothing will get me dancing. Nothing. <laughs> um, I once got told by a six-year-old that I looked like an epileptic penguin, and since then I've never bothered. I'm a massive fan of Faceless. Don't laugh at that, Ben. That wasn't a joke. That was serious. It scarred me. Um <laughs> I, I really I, I quite like Faithless I, I think there's some great Faithless tracks um, one of the, surprisingly the band that I've seen more than any other uh, is actually Faithless which is bizarre for somebody that's not a dance head um, but one that really sticks out is like, I used to like one by uh, Strike You Sure Do do you remember that you sure make me feel like loving oh yeah you sure yeah, yeah it was crap <laughs> Um, and rhythm, rhythm of the night who sang rhythm of the night oh i can't remember but i know exactly what yeah i know the song corona was it hit? yeah so i'm not <laughs> picking that uh fee have you picked your favorite dance tune well it's gonna be faithless yeah which one? Oh god that's a band well, that's a good song yeah, i know um it's dead air it's dead air come I know, speed sorry. it up I <laughs> have to come back. okay we'll have to come back to her probably off there <laughs> um let's have a look i'm just i'm trying to think of things that were at the time you know stuff that i i would have gotten into i mean to be honest the, the stuff that's sticking out is just it's daft punk oh yeah yeah not bad you know underworld that, born slippy yeah i was gonna say um Insomnia. i was gonna say would massive attack uh massive attack count uh but, trip up on it yeah there's something going i liked um there was a plan b was it plan b and chasing status what was that mm. um oh, God, that was really yeah. good but i'm not a massive dance fan but occasionally occasionally yeah. something drops in but you know for a while i actually went through a, a six a six month spell of being massively into happy hardcore oh, okay um, yeah, tracks like um, was one Heart of Gold. Any any happy hardcore fans out there or old school ravers will know exactly which what I mean. Heart of Gold, uh, and time after time the Cindy Lauper song was made into a cracking rave tune. I remember, um, and I did dance to that, but it was chemically induced. Um, was at uh, Pleasure Dome. I used to go to okay. Pleasure Dome as a younger man as well. Fair enough. Well, um, I said used to. I went twice, and it was, it was shit <laughs> the second time. <laughs> um yeah i mean uh, that, that's that's where we are i think if you if you then went down the route of what's your favorite music with guitars in it then we could probably talk for about three hours on a podcast all on its own oh everything you know this this week i've been listening predominantly uh to kenny rogers okay kenny rogers passed away last weekend my granddad was a massive country fan so i was listening to kenny rogers and then when i got a little bit bored of that i moved on to uh, and you can't get this on any streaming site, but there was an episode of a program called Crossroads from America where Kid Rock, um, who at the time was hip hop crossover, but he's very country now. But Kid Rock did some stuff with Hank Williams Jr. Um, sang uh, the F word, sang Hamburger Steaks and Holiday Inns, which is a really kind of um, niche song that you I'd never really heard anywhere before. And a family tradition. And I, I really like I like a bit of country and Western me. Fair enough. I I really don't. But there we go. Um, the uh, other question that Keith asked, uh, which I think is probably going to be the last one that we'll we'll ask on the pod, was um, what's your guilty pleasure? Wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should edit that bit out. <laughs> no, that's staying in. That's brilliant. I mean, Keith's was milk chocolate digestives, but yours. <laughs> 
know what? That's not even it either. I just thought it would be a really funny answer. When you first mentioned it in the uh, in the uh, the opening bit, I thought if I just deadpanned that, that would that would get quite a laugh. Um, <laughs> no, that's not my guilty pleasure. Um, I, possibly, I don't know. Fee would probably know what my guilty pleasure is more. PlayStation. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's a serious pastime. Guilty pleasure. Sometimes I do wonder. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd, in in general terms, um, it would probably have to be, and I know we've just talked about them in a negative sense, but it would probably have to be a Mackey's or a KFC. So yeah. I, I know I shouldn't, but man, they're good. Um, in terms of like individual sort of areas and I'm going to say this because otherwise my wife will out it on Twitter. One of my guilty pleasure movies is Mean Girls. Never seen it. Sounds like uh, You should. It's brilliant. It's complete nonsense, but it's brilliant. I uh, I quite like Patrick Swayze. Okay. I don't think Dirty Dancing is a girl's film. I just think it's a brilliant film. I think Ghost is a masterpiece. I think Roadhouse is superb. I think Point Break is arguably one of the best films ever filmed that featured Keanu Reeves, who, who's never been able to act, ever. Um, but it was still brilliant. Uh, I don't know, Guilty Pleasure. I don't, I don't know if this counts or not, but Scrabble. I really like okay. Scrabble. I play words with friends with my mum all the time, and I get quite competitive over it. Uh, I like that. In terms of food, um at the minute i i quite like the co-op's finest cookies uh and i can knock through three or four of those in a sitting and the only reason i don't do the whole box is because i buy them under the pretense that they're for me and fee and then fee says she doesn't want one i quaff the others i quaff seven and then leave one in the box and then like try and look good because i'll go oh look, i've left you a cookie um and then she'll go oh no it's all right you have it and then i end up with all eight so um that's why i've got tits from earlier um <laughs> i'd say so oh man well we've discussed tits and wanking tonight that is um Brilliant. that is something you can tell we need football back as <laughs> soon as we, we possibly can <laughs> I just I just hope that anybody that's managed to stick with us for however many minutes uh, doesn't just think at this point right now, what the hell have I just wasted my time doing? <laughs> Genuinely, why? Why? Could, guilt, could, could country and western music be a guilty pleasure? Honestly, yes. I'll tell you something. Hank Williams Jr., a, a family tradition, is a really good song. Yeah. Hellbent and Whiskey Bound, is it? Whiskey Hellbent. Yeah, that's another good one. So anyway, there we go. Anyway, yeah so that's that's going to be it um i think um like we said last week it's it, it's one where we need to try and keep some semblance of staying relatively normal but it's you know it's difficult <laughs> um so uh yeah is there anything that you want to anything else you want to talk about before we head off no i don't think so um not football related anyway no Okay, I'm probably in the same boat to be honest, but uh, everything's cancelled. Just stay in and you know keep your hands clean. And oh, I tell you what's actually I was going to mention stay. earlier when you you were talking about um oh what was it you you're talking about some stuff on uh, on Netflix. Um, we watched the English game the other day, uh, the other day. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. It's uh, it's quite good. It's quite good. I'm not um, sure I could convince Fee to watch a football-based series. Ah, but it's not entirely football-based. It's basically like Downton Abbey, but but with sport. I don't think I could convince Fee to watch Downton Abbey. Uh, okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm, I've not seen Downton Abbey, but I'm guessing it's like that. So um, Wait, 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 wait. So you've just said that the English game is like Downton Abbey, and now yep. you're saying you haven't seen Downton Abbey. You're just guessing that it's like it. Well, it looks like Downton Abbey. It's kind of that sort of era bunch of posh tossers doing what they need to do to try and cheat and win a football tournament but anyway oh, okay that sounds a little bit like um anyway yeah oh sorry i've just had a very angry message from uh, from rach who is in the the room next to me and she said that's my analogy so that's where i've got that from oh um, you've said it oh so now you're just cribbing so you've got your partner in the room next to you listening to your side of the podcast and i've yeah. got mine in here listening to me that's yeah. the beauty of lockdown 
isn't it? Normally, I've just got the dog listening. Tonight, the dog has stayed away. The dog's gone and just laid in the the, the other room out of the way. Um, and yeah, the other thing that I'd, I'd recommend watching is um, is Tiger King on Netflix. That is mental. Oh, that's the I've read a bit about that. That's the bloke who likes tigers and is yeah. going to kill somebody because of it. Yeah, like honestly, just watch it. It's brilliant. I had a story, didn't I? Um, McKechnie Plastics. I'll finish with that. Is that all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. I was going to tell that football story. So last week I told about um, the guy Colin uh, Toddy who came on with the fag and the beer um, and all that sort of stuff. So a uh, guy who listens to the pod called Paul Richards actually messaged and remembered the game he played for us at the time as well. I don't know if he played in this game, but we, we started arranging games with a company called Norflex from Horncastle, which is now Polypipe. But at the time they were called Norflex, I think. Norflex, Norprint, Nor something. Um, so we'd arrange it and we'd play on a pitch at the back of the Wong at Horncastle. For anybody that knows Horncastle, they've got the Wong, which is where they play. Uh, and then there's some training pitches over the back and we'd play on those. And then um, we played on there. It was probably the second game we played and we'd ordered a kit at this point. We were taking it seriously. We were going to enter a Sunday league at one point. So we'd got this black and red kit, beautiful shirts, Inter Milan style and McKechnie plastics on the front. I've still got one in a kit bag upstairs because I kept hold of one um, after we after we packed it in. So uh, I'm playing up front, lad called Stuart Ordis. We draw this game 2-2 and I actually scored a goal and it, it, I'd say it was a good goal, but it wasn't. It was probably scrappy and a tapping. But as I've gone through, I've lifted it over the keeper and the keeper's come through and he's kicked me in the bollocks really hard. Hmm. So I've scored and I've run away and I've celebrated and all that sort of thing. And the next day I've got some some swelling down there okay so he's easy right. quite hard and this is on it was played on a friday night so anyway it gone down by the sunday but i thought that was a missed opportunity because if we'd played on the wednesday i could have had the thursday and friday off work uh mm. so i took the monday and tuesday off work anyway um and then i had to go in and fill out the sickness form so i've got this sickness form and i didn't i, I hadn't filled one out properly before because i was only a kid you're talking what 19 years old so i filled this football this fitness for uh, this uh, sickness form out and i put Whilst representing the company um, on a, a football game, I, I got kicked in the ghoulies. <laughs> uh, and HR actually sent it back saying, you haven't used the right language for this. You can't write that. Can you fill it out again? So I filled it out again. But this time I put, whilst representing the team, uh, whilst representing the company at football, I got kicked in the bollocks. <laughs> I was expecting that to come up. That was brilliant. And I sent it back and they came back down. And genuinely, they were like, you can't use that again. And I swear to God, I had to ask people what the proper name for them was. <laughs> because I thought, I, I didn't consider testicles at the time because I thought that that was just ridiculous like ghoulies. And in the end, I actually put gonads uh, and they didn't send it back a third time. <laughs> genuinely, true story. Absolute true story. Oh, dear. Maybe they just got fed up. I was like, right, just let him gonads is fine let's just go with that i think eventually they did get fed up with me i had a guy a boss there uh, at the time called adrian door who was a cracking bloke been to watch lincoln a few times i've seen him a few times and he was quite good to me adrian was and i was a little bit of a, a dick there i mean obviously those that have read my book know that you know i took quite a bit of time off to watch faithless and uh, claimed i had flu and then was spotted at a game and uh, still didn't go in on the monday claimed i was bedbound again like i got better on the saturday and bedbound again on the monday um so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a great employee at McKechnie Plastics, to be fair. <laughs> wow, that I mean that's just that's an incredible story. So anyway, oh. there we go. That's the end. So. Yeah, that's that's going to do us for the podcast. I mean, we said we'd do half an hour. We're now over an hour, so you've Brilliant. been treated or tortured, or whichever yeah. <laughs> one, whichever one you'd like to believe. But um, no, thank you for doing it, man. It's uh, it's is as I say, it's good to to sort of still carry on with this even though uh things are a bit messed up in the world at the minute so carry on chucking your questions at us over the week um and while we've got sort of you know while we're talking about it head over to itunes or wherever you get your podcast just leave us a review because i've not asked to do it i've not asked people to do that in a while apart from in the notes that get put out with the podcast and uh it does genuinely help out like it kind of boosts visibility and stuff and uh we've not had one i think we had one in january which was quite a good one um but yeah anything that people want to start putting on there and just you know give us some feedback let us know how we're doing let us know if there's anything you want to see or hear you know over the well particularly over the close season when it finally does come 
um, and during this period we can sit down and chat about things that we want to do with the podcast going forward so um yeah i think that's probably a fair spot to to leave it this week so we will see you next week uh unless we're all sort of ordered to stop podcasting which i can't see happening um yeah all right guys indulging in my guilty pleasure of um (laughs) yes yes (laughs) or furious masturbation right we'll see you later guys The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.